Hi and welcome back to the B2B Copywriting Podcast. I'm Mats Liljeström, the B2B Copywriter, and today we'll be talking about how to write an email welcome sequence. Now, first off, you may wonder, what is an email welcome sequence? Like, what? No clue what that is. Well, I'll tell you. So, an email welcome sequence is basically the first um, sequence of emails that you get after you've signed up for a newsletter. So that could be anything from just uh, uh, grabbing a coupon code in B2C, you know, e-commerce stores, or it could be just um, downloading an ebook, some kind of gated content. And then when you do that, you're thrown into the email marketing system and usually, hopefully, the, the B2B company has some kind of uh, sequence set up. Now, so what this actually means is that there's a set number of uh, pre-made emails that are sent in a sequence. And then you can, of course, depending on your email marketing software that you use, you can add all kinds of um, tests and uh, uh, if-then branches. And you can really segment the emails that way, if you so wish. And another question that usually people ask is that, how long should this uh, email sequence be then? And the answer is, it depends, like almost every answer in B2B, the, you, you always start with, it depends, you know. But generally I'd say, have at least three emails, and I mean, there are companies that have like sequences that just take even a year. So they can have like 300 emails in it and they just write them once and then they just keep feeding the machine, so to speak, with new leads. But what you want to do depends, of course, on your situation and uh, what kind of uh, business you're running and so on. But the benefit of an email welcome sequence is that you write it once and then you can just keep refining and optimizing it and because usually you want to, well, you want to welcome your new new leads somehow, and you want to um, introduce them to your company, what you do, your products, your solutions, and your whole um, universe, let's say. So the benefit is that you can do it once, and then when you get more data, you can actually start optimizing and seeing, um, seeing what works and what what interests your leads and then you can just you know even take that to other things like uh, just your your ads on social media or your landing pages or everything you do in marketing you can just improve it by getting better and more data so again uh, this is an email marketing uh, episode if you're not doing email marketing yet in your business well now is the time to start. It's uh, really cheap compared to the, the revenue you can get out of it. And there are studies, there's one that's almost always um, cited, it's one that I think it was Campaign Monitor did in like 2020, where they said that the return of, on investment is like 4,400%. So for every $1 you put in, you get $44 out. And of course, there are people who think that, well, this is probably not the most scientific experiment. But in my experience, focuses, focusing on email marketing is always worth it. Because it's 
the the people that are on your list your audience when they get used to you when they start knowing you in almost every metric they'll do better than so-called cold traffic so the goal of the sequence the goal of this email welcome sequence again it depends on what type of um, what type of business you have how long your uh, actual uh, the buying journey is is this something that you can sell for like in just a couple of emails or is it more worth it to just uh, try to send out more content this way because it's like an enterprise type of thing it all depends but the important thing is that you need to have a goal for this sequence and even better if you can actually directly measure it in your email marketing system I mean you in most of them you can as long as you just set it up correctly so you see the, the conversion percentage of the whole uh, whole sequence and if you're wondering why uh, you don't really have anything in your software called sequences is because these are uh, depending on the marketing email marketing software you use they're called different things so for instance in Klaviyo which is mostly for e-commerce these are called flows in HubSpot they're called uh, workflows in uh, in what's it called MailChimp I think it's called like journey builder but they're all they all do the same thing they are automated emails so let's go to some more specific um, questions and I'll do some examples as well of things that I've done things that I've tested and so on but first of all there's an important question always in email which is um, so should you write uh, this type of very nice looking visual styled um, HTML based email or should you do some kind of like plain text type thing and the difference between these are that a plain text is more conversational it's more like a one-to-one -one from a friend to a friend type of email whereas the visual one is more of a branded type of type of thing that you always see in uh, b2c companies and for the probably 50th time in this episode the like the thing that you want to choose from these a plain text or a visual it again it depends on what you want to achieve you can of course do both so for instance you could have something that a lot of people do is they have a, um, a letter from the CEO type of email and this is of course a, a plain text one because it's from the CEO and then of course it sells something but it's you know is meant to create authority create a connection and so on whereas the the, the visual ones they're more um, well they can be anything from a, a case study or showcasing the products some type of sale that you have have going on a trial but anyway you can you can actually do both you could have uh, usually it's good to have the the um, email from the ceo at the start of the sequence so maybe not the first one but maybe the second email could be that and then as they as you move people down your funnel as they become more acquainted with you and having your name and your brand show up in the inbox you can then add the plain text emails as well so one good tip or actually I'll, I'll do a, let's say I'll do a, about five quick tips on email marketing and especially what kind of emails to add to your 
email welcome sequence. So one really good thing is because of how emails work just technically, it's really good if you can get them to reply to your first email because then that tells Gmail and Outlook and all these email clients that okay this person actually wants wants the email from this brand because well they are replying so they're probably interested and they probably know them. So that's something that a lot of brands do. They have a, the first email is just in some way it asks them to reply to the email. It could be just anything as simple as um, as, um, as a question about the product like uh, what made you uh, sign up for this newsletter? What are you looking to get out from being on this newsletter? But you can also do it that I've seen is that uh, you for in a way you force them to reply by saying that I will only keep people on this list if they reply to this email because I want to keep the list very um, small and I want to only send to people that are actually interested. It creates this kind of cool psychological thing where they set the frame as you know that this is really valuable and they don't have time to send it out to people who are kind of on the fence. Of course this would then lead to that a lot of people won't reply and then they're kicked out so the email list won't be as large but the quality of the list will be better. And this is again like what kind of brand do you want to have? Because this is a very good way to create authority. Because instead of like chasing them, you kind of kind of turn it on its head and you make them chase you in a way. Because they have to reply to get in, even though you're probably selling something at some point. But still, there are also other cool things you could do. So instead of um, asking them to reply, you can do something that that's a bit more technically more advanced but it's a really cool uh, trick which is um, because if, if you know I mean you probably know Gmail and how it works it has the primary and uh, all the other updates forums and uh, all these promotion tabs and what you want to do is you want to land in the primary inbox as much as possible right so what you actually can do is that in your first email you you ask people to uh, to to whitelist your emails and drag your emails to their primary tab and when they've done that you ask them to send you a screenshot to a specific email address that's not the one that you actually send your emails from so let's say if you're um, you're sending if you're sending uh, emails from uh, the address sales at uh, business.com then you would say to them that, okay send a screenshot and then you s send an email where you show the screenshot and you send the email to information at business.com and then if they do that they'll get some kind of a bonus advice a bonus ebook a bonus um, something free something they want for free and the key here is now, as, because they send it to another email address, you can then create a order response so that everyone that sends something to that email address is automatically replied with, or automatically they get a reply that sends them the stuff. So again, it's this type of, um, you know, you set it up once and then you just let it flow. And this is something that's uh, really cool. I don't see many people do this, but if it is possible, if you have some kind of product or some kind of 
offer or um, some type of type of um, content that they're interested in, you can do this. And it's always much better to uh, give them something when you ask. So instead of just saying like, please reply to this, you do this the way you say that. Reply to this and I'll give you something. You always need to reward them. It's about a bit like, uh, like teaching a dog to, you know, sit or to, to behave. You always have to reward them with a treat. It's kind of the same thing. So moving on now, there are also other types of emails that you can do as you go down the funnel. And something that's really um, that a lot of people do is that they add customer stories, reviews, and some kind of case study videos into the emails. And this is all, all really good to do, but you gotta remember some of the golden rules of email. And some of them are that it can't be all about you. The email has to be about them somehow, and, it, and the email has to, you know, in some way um, entertain or teach them something. So you can't just say, read our customer stories and then buy. You know, that won't work because nobody cares and they'll, they'll either they'll, they'll stop opening your emails or they're unsubscribed or even worse, they just uh, they won't find the unsubscribe button and they'll just click on spam. And that's when you get delivery, deliverability problems and uh, well, that's just a whole mess to deal with. So the way I, I would do this, this is probably for a, another episode because this is a really big topic, but the way I would do it is uh, you kind of um, make the email itself valuable in some way. And then you add in the whatever you have, the some type of social proof, so references, customer stories, reviews, and so on. But you have to, the initial part of the email has to be something that's of interest to them. So that even if you would remove the social proof elements, the customer stories, the reviews, the videos, if you would remove them, the email would still be valuable to the leads. And this is obviously harder to do than just, you know, just saying, that, okay, I'll make it valuable. Great, thanks. You know, that's not how it works because it's difficult. And that's also why you need to do it. Because if it's difficult, your competitors probably aren't doing it or they're doing it wrong. So this gives you an opportunity to be better. But anyway, I'll do that in a, in a future episode. Let's say in the next episode, I'll talk about how to make your emails valuable and interesting. Then moving on, we have the, I think the third or the fourth um, example open email and that is a survey email and these oh I love doing these these are so good and so few um, businesses or brands do this I don't get why it, it makes no sense because um, like I said in the previous episode copywriting is all about research and getting to know both your own product in case you're not the founder or the product specialist you need to learn both your own product the benefits but most of all you need to really understand the customer. And there's this great quote from one of the old uh, cooperating legends that says that you need to enter the conversation that's already happening in your prospects' minds. So you need to 
I mean, you need to basically become the prospect. And the best way to do this is by, surprise, by getting more data from your list. And that's why survey emails, especially in automated email welcome sequences, are so fantastic. Because they will, they will constantly give you more feedback and more ideas on what to write about. And they don't need to even be like that difficult. I mean, you can do some kind of nice looking type form, but it's, I mean, depending on your brand, how, how you want to present it. I mean, it, a free Google form works as well. And what I've noticed is that you can also ask for a reply where they do it. But in my experience, it's better to do survey emails because just for you, it's easier to just have everything in one one place. And also, I think it's a bit easier for the people who respond to this because when they reply they need to write everything themselves so, so they're not really sure what to say like what are they looking for why should i do this i don't get it but a survey email you can ask direct questions and what i would say is a real good idea here is ask direct questions but have the answers as free text fields because you really want to get the voice of customer data as well you want to know do they talk about uh, Let's say you're marketing like an, an online marketing info product. So you want to really check like what kind of terms are they using? Are they saying affiliate marketing? Are they saying digital marketing or online marketing? And the ones they are, they are using, that's how you should like, that's the exact word you should use in your own copy. Like, and this is not just in email, but on your landing page and everything. Again, because you need to, like copywriting, it needs to, a reflection of what the people are already thinking so that's why survey emails are great and also the the longer you keep this welcome sequence rolling the better data you get and then you can again optimize your your sequences your email welcome sequences but other campaigns your uh, one-off emails that you just sent to your whole list or segments i mean there's there's only positives to get from survey emails right so last tip of this episode um, you want to kind of get a look get a view of get some insight into what your competitors are doing and then to make sure that you're doing the almost the complete opposite so some uh, general ideas here for an email would be to say let's say everyone else like most uh, companies do they have uh, links in every email they are going for the sale they're being very aggressive with it on the sale or uh, just to, to get them on a 15-minute demo. But what you could do instead is um, have an email without any links. This uh, would kind of be a, it's a bit of like uh, what's known in the copywriting world as a um, pattern interrupt. You know, you're a B2B company and then you don't sell at all in an email. There's no links even. You don't even sell a blog post. There's nothing. And that's, um, of course, you do sell, but you just make it way harder for people to actually get there. And that's the interesting thing about it is um, you could um, uh, pick an angle like, uh, you know, a plain text email from someone saying that they're in a real hurry, hurry right now, writing this from their phone even, if you want. And then just have a couple of paragraphs, quick text, and then just... Uh, and the CTA could just be all text and just, uh, you'll find this on our website, just Google for this or something like that. 
and you can also do it in a bit of a different way and this may be a bit more not as out there as the previous idea is to have an email where you give them instead of giving them reasons to buy you give them reasons why they shouldn't buy so the title could be six reasons why you should never buy and then you have your product and then uh, again the the point is that you disqualify people that you don't wouldn't want as customers anyway say they have uh, don't have enough uh, i don't know revenue not enough employees they're in uh, a wrong niche you know you basically uh, disqualify people and brands you wouldn't want anyway because you know they're either aren't going to see the benefits or they'll just be such a hassle and by doing this by uh, talking about how to not um, let me rephrase that by doing this and uh, getting people away and uh, disqualifying those who who you don't want to have as uh, customers you actually uh, qualify those who are customers as well. That's a, a fun little psychological trick or idea there. So the, the title for the email could just well be, uh, you know, six reasons why you shouldn't buy. And then if none of the reasons apply to them, they start thinking, okay, so I should buy them because these don't apply to me, these reasons. And that's also, again, it's all about the pattern interrupt being a bit different and instead of like really pushing for it you say no okay if you have these don't buy like we, you shouldn't buy it just makes no sense for you to buy and that's something i think a lot of brands could use this type of creative flipping things on its head while still actually doing and communicating what you want to communicate aka you are actually selling to the to your target audience by driving away people who aren't in your audience all right, so this uh, podcast is, or this episode is getting a bit long now. So um, if you're interested, I can do a, a future episode just giving more email ideas. I mean, I have probably a hundred of them, and these were maybe three or four. So if you want to, you can just go on to the show notes of this episode, which is found at nordiccopy.com slash e004. And on that page, you'll find a form where you can just uh, add your feedback. It's just a text-based thing. Again, if you remember what I talked about, about surveys, getting data, getting data in, in text form, this is exactly what I'm doing myself as well. So, you know, I practice what I preach. But yeah, if you want to, to get more on this, just uh, let me know and I'll make it happen. Okay, so that's it for this episode. If you're looking for more um, episodes and just content in general, you can, of, of course, go to my uh, blog, which is found at nordiccopy.com, or you can just... Uh, you know, subscribe to, to this podcast in wherever you actually listen to podcasts. And I, I aim to post uh, two times per week, always, always about something, something related to B2B copyright. Yeah, this is the part where uh, most podcasts would have their outro music and all that cool stuff, but, you know, I haven't just bothered. So, I mean, it's only episode four. Maybe, in, you know, when we're at episode 44, I'll have some music, okay? That's, that's my guarantee, my promise to you. But alright, I'll see you next time and take care.